0: I, just, I was
1: actually <laughs> making alerts for my channel the other day, and I couldn't find any good like audio clips. And Jesse was like, "Just record yourself. Just do yeah. it like with your voice." And I was like, "That sounds so cringy."
0: No, but you like modify it, and it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs>
1: you could totally
0: exactly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode twenty of the Egg Sausage Podcast. I am Gigi Navyar. Joined by my lovely co-host over there, Dapper Dame. And tonight, we're, we're still kinda getting personal, I guess. We're gonna be talking about our hobbies and just, I guess, hobbies in general. But it's, uh, it's kind of a cool topic to learn about, stuff that we do off of the podcast, aside from the podcast and aside from live streaming and all that jazz and creating content. So, I actually wanted to ask you just off the bat,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. what is a what is an expensive hobby that you just don't get into because of the price point
1: an expensive hobby yeah like Um, what's
0: what's what's financially holding you back from doing as far as like a hobby goes
1: realistically it's woodworking really yeah I love building shit and making shit and using saws and just cutting stuff (laughs) but in order to like do that kind of stuff at home like tools are fucking expensive yeah good wood is fucking expensive you're not lying it's honestly it's cheaper just to buy it from somebody else who already has all that stuff you know you
0: are not lying because every like woodworking video i see on youtube they're using Mm -hmm. like big machinery or like yeah you know I don't have stuff. a
1: bandsaw in my garage
0: exactly, or like a or like a giant planer, you know like that that planes wood to be mm-hmm. like a certain thickness, you know, because like I obviously am very interested in like uh not obviously, but I'm really interested in <laughs> like upcycling stuff, you know, so like I've been looking into a okay. lot of pallet wood projects and a lot of pallet wood is all uneven, you know, because it either comes from a different style pallet or the woods warped or whatever it may be. They're like, just run it through a planer. I'm like, I don't have a planer. Like (laughs) I don't have $300, $500 sitting around to buy a planer that I'm only going to use X amount of time. I mean, I guess I would use it more if I had one, but.
1: Potentially. (laughs)
0: Yeah, potentially.
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah totally. Funny when you see those videos and they're like, Yeah, just like now, uh, take the cover off of your table circular saw and just run that puppy through. And I'm like, I don't have one, but I'll use my little <laughs> hand saw and see how far I get. <laughs> well,
0: that's actually a little more obtainable than you think. Like the table saws are not that that they're not that expensive. They're really not. But the big mm-hmm. like industrial ones that you might have maybe used in like high school wood shop. Those Mm -hmm. things are pretty penny, but you can get away with, you know, like a hundred to a $150 Home Depot Lowe's special table saw and, and do most projects. But I would say like those more like niche, you know, either tools that you're not going to use very often or doing like certain things to pieces that
1: does like the particular jobs is like what gets expensive or obviously how huge it is
0: yeah absolutely absolutely but that's interesting that you said that though because not people
1: can love woodworking (laughs) it's
0: yeah it's it's really cool and you get to upcycle a lot of stuff if you're into that which i think is neat you know
1: i do like um like if you buy like old furniture and like sanding it down giving it some tlc like replacing the hardware putting like a nice fucking stain and lacquer on that bitch yes yeah
0: (laughs) that's where i hope to be with the we were just talking about this off air but uh i'm working on making a podcast room in one of my spare Mm -hmm. bedrooms upstairs in my in my house and uh I'll be I'll be, you know, using some of this pallet wood and sanding it all nice and using some wood filler to fill in the gaps and stuff and then of course applying like a nice stain to it and may, hopefully making it look real nice and yeah, make a nice tabletop for for some podcastage. But we'll see. I don't
1: again. know if I would stain pallet wood. I mean, maybe really? if you get like a really good cut on it. Yeah, cuz stain kind of exaggerates like the grain and things in wood, which is what makes it like have that, um, that difference in color. It's not like solid. Right. Um, so if you're using wood filler, it's going to make that wood filler very obvious. Oh, that's right. If it's like in a a spot that you're going to see it, you know, if it's on the side, who gives a shit, just turn it a little, but yeah, like on the top, maybe that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well, my, my other plan was instead of using like a wood filler and a stain, Mm-hmm. is to use an epoxy on top, but most epoxy oh, like kits, resin? yeah, most epoxy okay. kits are expensive.
1: Fuck yeah, they and, you are. You know, like
0: it's like a $70, <laughs> at least, you know, $70, $80 purchase for like an entry level epoxy kit, you know, so. <laughs> and
1: that doesn't include like any dyes if you wanted to like sure. make it, you know. You ever see the ones where there's like a huge plane of wood with like, bark naturally kind of cut out and they make like an ocean and epoxy in there Yeah,
0: fucking badass
1: oh my fucking god i would (laughs) love to do that shit but that's like three hundred dollars worth of just epoxy yeah let alone all the other shit that they did to it
0: yeah exactly i mean that base piece of wood to get like a really nice you know big piece that has like cool flowing like already natural design to it I mean, Mm -hmm. that right there, if you're building like a bar top, even, you know, like a like a simple like stand up bar in your basement, a top like that can be like three or four hundred bucks, you know, just for the base piece of wood, you know, like it's insane.
1: (laughs) You would have to like live by like a sawmill or like an antique shop or something like that where like, you know, somebody, you know, and you just, like, keep an eye out. But, yeah, if you're hunting for one, it's going to be expensive.
0: Like, you can chop down your own piece of wood and bring it to a mill and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want this, you know. Or, or like, people that uh, pay a lot of money for, um, I, I I might butcher the name of it, but the burls that you find on trees, like, the big lumps, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Um, Pretty sure it's, like, a big, like, like cancer almost. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're called burls, right guys?
1: <laughs> Somebody do bat- the term for it, but there's like a couple different I'm things. I'm pretty that cause
0: sure it. that's what it's called.
1: Usually it's like a bug that got in there and then it introduced like a bacteria of some kind. And it makes that giant like puff on yeah. the side of trees.
0: But either way, like there, there was a, uh, a TV show about, Basically removing those from trees. So there was like a team of guys. They would approach the landowner and be like, look, dude, I'm going to give you, you know, two grand to let me have this tree off of your property. No joke. No joke. And the guy would be like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, I'm I'm not going to do anything with that tree. They would chop off the burl which would be however extensive of a process. You know, it could be a nightmare. It could be really easy. But depending on the size, I mean, these guys were getting thousands and thousands of dollars for these burls because of the designs in them.
1: Interesting. Yeah. What do they do with it? Like make it into shit? Yeah, or? make it
0: into tabletops or, you know, arts and cra- I don't know. Yeah, whatever you want to make that wood into –
1: Arts and crafts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: know, if you want to make a Put fucking some bowl. art on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I might have a bowl made out of that kind of stuff. No, actually, I think it's a uh, a knot in a root. I think that's what it was. Okay. Um, but it is, it's a wooden bowl, and it's not even in any sense of the word. And then yeah. they hollowed out, like a part of it, so it has like a handle over the top. So it's one complete piece.
0: Oh, that's sick.
1: Yeah. And it looks really cool. Like it's got a a ton of awesome designs and stuff in it, but we just left it like untreated. So you just like oil it once in a while. Sure. And then you don't like stain it or anything.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Like with old, like real wood, the whole oiling thing, because my, my front door and my back door, I'm pretty sure are original or close to original 1930s era doors. So they're and solid wood. They're solid wood, and I'm pretty sure I gotta oil them things. <laughs> so Are I gotta. Are
1: they warped at all?
0: No, they're not. That's They've good. been kept in really good condition, fortunately. So I gotta nice. get on top of that. But also, speaking of bowls, I saw a really cool video of a guy basically taking like pieces of scrap wood and mm. epoxy and making like a big, almost like not a ball shape, but like almost like a rectangle shape. And a rectangle shape with like smooth edges. And then he put it on a lathe and then he like slowly made it into like this super sick bowl with like the different dyes in there, the different epoxy dyes. So it was like scrap wood and like cool epoxy dye colors and like this really smooth bowl. Oh, was did he put
1: really it on cool. like a turning lathe and like yeah. carve? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was nice.
0: really, really neat. Really neat. But uh, again, like how much is a lathe that will hold something that big, right?
1: Probably more than my truck. Pro-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like that would be so cool to have. And just be like, oh, I wanna I wanna make this badass be-. like even for just gifts. You know, just like I'm gonna make yeah. I'm gonna make oh, Jim a bowl for Christmas and then go out there. And-
1: <laughs> oh, I would love to do that. Because one of my other hobbies is crocheting. And it's really cute to get something that's crocheted from somebody, but like yeah. most of the time you really don't like use it or need it. It's just like, Oh cute. Another hat or whatever. Yeah. But if you could give someone a dope fucking epoxy bowl that you like lathed in your garage or workshop or whatever, <laughs> Oh, that'd be so cool. Hell yeah.
0: Listen, I'm not going to be mad if some year for my birthday or Christmas, or just because you want to crochet me a chief's logo I'm not gonna be mad, okay. I'm just I'm just letting you know right now. Aren't
1: they in the Super Bowl?
0: Yes. Yeah. So I'm. About that today. <laughs> I'm. I'm super stoked about that. Go Chiefs! If anyone is uh, on that bandwagon with me, go sports. So, go sports. <laughs> there was uh, Rob Lowe was at the Chiefs, or was it the Chiefs game? It was either. It was either one. It was either the A- A- AFC Championship game or the NFC Championship game last Sunday I can't remember which one but Roblo was there in the stands with hmm. an NFL hat on and apparently he's a Colts fan so I don't know if like he showed up to the stadium and they were like hey man why don't you wear you know a, a, a hat that supports one of the teams that's playing and he was like "No no 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 I'm a Colts fan like it's fine and they're like oh well you have to wear an NFL hat now, I guess? I don't know. It was super weird because he like it's like what the it's like what the referees wear. (laughs) I don't
1: know. (laughs) They wanted him to like pick a side and he's like, nah,
0: I guess that's just a shot in the dark. I don't know. But was just so awkward because he literally like he looked like a referee in the stands. It's super weird. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) moving on. He
1: was at uh, the Conor McGregor fight. Oh, was he? Yeah, against uh, Cowboy Cerrone, which was yeah. the quickest fight I've seen in a long time. Have you seen
0: that? I heard, I heard.
1: Yeah, super surprising, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think everyone was taken by surprise because that was supposed to be a pretty even fight, right?
1: Even is up to like speculation. Obviously, they both have their own skill sets, but it was more so that like Conor McGregor hasn't won a fight in like two or three years, right? You know. He but was he's due. still like this like living legend. Um, where they're like, Oh my god, it's McGregor. And then like after like two or three fights of losing, it's like, eh, well, it's kind of McGregor. Well, you know? I
0: think it's what he brings to the sport too. Like the level the of yeah, <laughs> the level of just hypeness and and drama and <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever else. Because you really like you really do create. Narratives too in UFC, not maybe to the extent that like fake wrestling does, but oh, it's not
1: like a total persona. Yeah, like like WWE or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still you're still like writing, you're like writing a script essentially, just maybe more so in real time. Like,
1: (laughs) you are definitely like exaggerating your personality, and sometimes you know. The ways you wouldn't in normal life, but in the ways that is like entertaining.
0: Yeah, I mean, Connor has probably tacked on a couple thousand more on each paycheck because he does the things that he a does. A
1: couple thousand, dude. Did you see his picture after fighting Floyd, Floyd Mayweather? Oh yeah. They had duffel, but like millions of dollars.
0: Yeah, he was he millions. was winning either way. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: He was, oh my gosh! I forgot that you were like into UFC. Yeah, 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 that's
1: another hobby. I yeah. like UFC.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a cool one because, like, well, I think sports just as a hobby, period, is like a cool free way to enjoy something. I mean, like, I like sports gambling, especially gambling on football. So I guess that aspect would not be free. But Mm -hmm. the fact that I can just, you know, be lazy on a Sunday, watch my Chiefs play, I mean, that's like a cool little free hobby. I mean, of course, sometimes you have to pay for the fights, but most of the time you can, like, go into an establishment and that you're already going to patronize anyway and watch the fight for free and, you know
1: for the most part yeah i will say that being a ufc fan costs more than being a fan of most other things you think well yeah because like if you're watching football like any sports bar you walk into is going to be playing football
0: hmm. but
1: not every sports bar plays ufc it's mostly like buffalo wild wings and like those kind of places like you have to like sure. go on a list and like see who's playing it And then usually before, like, the last fight, they have you, like, cash out because, like, a bunch of people, you know, used to just, like, be like, all right, fight's over. We're out, you know?
0: Oh, really? I see. I guess I haven't been in so long, but that totally makes sense from a business standpoint.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. When they told us that, I was like, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. But now if I'm staying, I have to open, like, another tab.
0: Was that at Buffalo Wild Wings that they made you do that?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think every place that we've been does that.
0: Okay, I yeah, I guess I have not seen a fight at a or no, I take that back. i there's a local um, there's a local line of sports bars in St. Louis called Hot Shots. I have seen a UFC fight there, but we used to always go to Buffalo Wild Wings like religiously. So I don't know, but that was if their food way back. was
1: better, I wouldn't be like mad about it. But yes. I'm- it's so mediocre. It's so mediocre. Yes. Like beer is beer. You don't even make that there. So you can't really fuck it up. But like the food, it's like, like freezer food. That's what it tastes like <laughs> to me. Like everything just comes in frozen. They like flash fry it. There you go. Eat it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the only things that I, I don't even want to say crave, but am is satisfied with are the teriyaki wings and the street tacos. That's it. I could care less about anything else there.
1: It's really just their sauce. Their sauces are good. Like Fair. the chicken could be better.
0: The chicken could definitely be better. I agree. I agree. I
1: that. like their like mango habanero. That's yes. sweet and spicy. That makes you like cry a little bit. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That
0: is sub- susceptibly spicy. That That sauce.
1: It is. Because it's Ooh. so good when you
0: first like bite Ooh. into it. And then like a couple wings in, you're like, Oh okay. Where's the milk?
1: Yeah, or like you drink a beer like an idiot and it gets worse. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's me. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely done that.
0: And then you just gotta drink away the pain. You're just like oh more God. beer, more beer.
1: Yeah, I've learned now to put on like a heavy coat of like chapstick before Ooh, I eat those. That's a good so idea. That you, like your lips aren't burning. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Or you just avoid it. Just eat with like open teeth all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, do you have a hobby that you would consider expensive that you don't do?
0: Well, I have one that a lot of a lot of men have, and that is cars. Um, okay. I think whenever you know you do talk to men about their hobbies, one of the first things that they'll say is they're expensive. There, there's not a lot of cheap hobbies that men gravitate towards that are cheap. It just doesn't happen. It really doesn't. Um, But no, cars for sure. I do wanna say that I am very fortunate now in my life to have the ability to have a project car and have a daily driven car because back in the day, whenever I first got into them, I mean, I was into cars before I was even able to drive legally. Uh, My uncle taught me how to drive a manual transmission on a 1968 Pontiac GTO, which was really cool. Always love telling people about that because a lot of people are into muscle cars as well. But- uh, I would
1: have to Google what that even looks like. (laughs) Well, they're
0: beautiful (laughs) cars, they really are. I'll take Uh, your word for it. They are, absolutely. Uh, But I, so I've been into those for a very long time, but when I was into them, when I first turned 16 and got my license, I was modifying and taking apart and blowing up stuff, essentially, (laughs) you know, at the age of 16, 17, 18, where quite frankly, I didn't have a lot of money. You know, I had put
1: like all your money in it,
0: all my money, all like I was either I was either blowing my entire paycheck on parts or, Mm -hmm. you know, close to whole paychecks on parts because the other little bit would be like going out to eat with friends and like hanging out, you know. Like that, that was my life, was literally cars and hanging out and eating. Like that's thats all we did, that's all we did. And maybe occasionally drinking underage because we were heathens.
1: <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty chill, but like, so you have a project car now? Do you still like put as much like time and effort and money into it?
0: Absolutely not, because I feel like I'm more diversified now, you know, like okay. as far as like hobbies go, Um, but again, it, the price point has not subsided. It like, oh, even no, it's, a it's, car. it's a, yeah, exactly. Even though the car is now almost 30 years old, right? Yeah. It's a 93. So it's, it's, it's gaining on 30. It is
1: not. No. Yeah. I, I was born in 93. I'm 26. Are you calling me almost 30? Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I am. I mean,
1: you're not wrong. <laughs> How long have you had it?
0: Let's see. Uh, I had it when Busted Junk and I lived together. And so that would have been like four years ago. Three years ago? Four years ago? Three years. A little over three years. Yeah. So I've had it for three years. I really haven't got to enjoy it as much as I have wanted to. I went through issues with the title on it where I actually ended up getting a fake title when I bought the car. So I had to like. Yeah, it was a whole mess. Like I went to the DMV. It was an Illinois title. It looked really good for a fake. I was like, this looks pretty legit like this. Yeah. You know, the Illinois titles are, are they're not like a uh, ultra, um, you know, I guess official looking, but they're pretty official looking for like a government issued, you know, document. A piece of paper.
1: Normally they have like that. Yeah. They've
0: got like the nice like
1: filigree. Exactly. They've got like the nice border.
0: Right. Yeah. That whole it. This had all of that. Okay. I went to the DMV, my local DMV in Missouri and brought Mm -hmm. them that and they they go, oh, hey, Sheila, Sheila, come take a look at this. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What, why are two sets of eyes? Yeah, I'm like, why do they need to call somebody over to look at this title? Because I wanted to transfer it over, like get it registered or whatnot. She mm-hmm. goes, "Yeah, that's fake." She goes, "Sir, you have a fake title." I'm like, "What the fuck?" And so they like faxed it like over to, I guess I don't know, like the head DMV place. I don't know, but I thought for sure. So Craig
1: in the back room. Something <laughs>
0: like to the authorities. I don't know because at that point I thought that I was I had stolen property essentially because you who, bought, like
1: a stolen car or something. Yeah,
0: because at that point, like, there's no telling. I was also naive and did not run a Carfax on it either, which I should have I don't
1: done. Know if I've ever done that, it's a <laughs> really
0: smart idea. I do it every time now because even. Even if it's from a dealership, I highly recommend buying the Carfax. Even if the dealership is like, we have our own Carfax. Here it is. Get it done. Get it fucking done. I don't know if that's just my paranoia, but get it done. (laughs) It's for the peace of mind because I went through so much trouble trying to figure out what I was going to do. Was I going to go to like a company that like obtains new titles some way you know, or was I going to make it into like a pure drag race car where I wasn't going to drive it on the street? I was strictly going to only tow it on a trailer, you know, to go race it or do whatever, which I thought was not that fun because what's, what's the point, you know, if I'm just going to like only drive it every now and then, you know, so all this, all this headache, exactly, exactly. Can't even drive it to the track, whatever it may be. So Yeah, I haven't got to enjoy it as much as I want to, but I have enjoyed the portion of restoring it because it is an older car. And, you know, you do go to like fix something and then you're like, okay, well, I can improve this by either an aftermarket part or whatever it may be. And so I've enjoyed I've enjoyed bringing it back to life and making everything better than it was from the factory. So I've enjoyed that.
1: Is that what you meant by like modding it?
0: Um. So what I'm doing to this car, and if any of car, car geeks are listening, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This is actually called a Resto Mod. So it's a restoration and modifying it. So, so
1: you're restoring it to better than it was?
0: Correct, correct. So like instead of just modifying a new car, which is mm-hmm. you would never be able to restore a new car, right? Because it's new. But you'd be modifying it. Well, this is not only modifying it to get more horsepower, better handling, better braking, whatever that may be, but also mm-hmm. restoring other things to make it not so old and creaky and <laughs> all that fun stuff. So you'll like you'll see a lot of resto mods on muscle cars now where
1: I can understand that because old muscle cars handle like shit.
0: Like shit. They break like shit, you know? So like you'll mm-hmm. see um newer suspension newer technology suspension in those muscle cars, and you'll see big drilled and slotted road rotor, brake rotors on them with you know two to four piston calipers and all that fun stuff, which basically brings them up to the current standard you know of
1: okay.
0: of of fast and fun <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean it's it's uh but it's again it's expensive so there's, there's not only that holding me back, but also the other hobbies that I have, too. So,
1: <laughs> That's fair. My first car was, I don't remember the exact year, but it was like a 1980. 80? Yeah. Um, Oldsmobile. What the fuck do you call them? Cutlass. That's what it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cutlass, like yeah. It was like a mobster car. Oh, yeah. G-Body. Um, <laughs> but I bought it for like 600 bucks from like a friend of a friend. Hell yeah! And they just needed to get rid of it. They were about to move. It was like too expensive to get like classic titles on it, I guess, or something. I don't know. Sure. But when I got it, I found out it had no power steering.
0: Oh no! Um,
1: And I literally spent like the six hundred dollars that I had buying the car.
0: Oh no! Um,
1: So I never fixed it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just see you, like tiny little dapper dame, trying to like
1: crank the steering wheel. In on that bitch, dude. Parking was a nightmare. Oh god, you had to park like twenty spaces away because, like, you were easily taking up two. Because swinging that fucking '80s steel boat into a spot, like a modern day tiny spot, is such a bitch. Let alone without power steering, you're like, all right, eight point turn. Here we fucking go. Dude, it was brutal, it was brutal. I was also like such a shit owner to that car because I knew nothing about upkeeping a vehicle. I was like, I purchased a vehicle. I have a car now, that sure. was it. That was all I knew. Well, so other than putting gas in it, I didn't know what to do for it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, it's, it's one of those fortunate things where uh, the hobby also becomes, I guess a life skill if you want to put it that way.
1: Absolutely. Changing your brakes is a life skill.
0: Yeah. They like, there's an argument to be made that you should be able to change a tire, change your oil in high school, right? Like there should be a class. How about oil? I think oil is, I think oil is a pretty good one.
1: Okay. Tire. (laughs) Absolutely. You should not have to call a tow truck if you have a flat tire.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with that. I agree with that. But also the same can be said for computers. Like I got into computers as a hobby when Mm -hmm. I was super young. And now that we live in such a technology-driven age, I'm like, I'm set. I'm good. Where, you know, some people are just like, yeah, I never grew up liking computers, never saw them to be cool, whatever. I I use one at work, maybe, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely enjoy them, but the level that some people are into them is way over my head. Mm. I am a person who likes user-friendly software. <laughs> sure. So, you know, like I draw on sketchbook. I don't use Photoshop right. because there's just way too many task bars and shit <laughs> to look at. And even if you took like some kind of tour around there, you're going to forget where you started. <laughs> like too much. I really like simple, sleek. Click a button. That's what that fucking button does.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Do you think you have a hobby though that t- translates into like a life skill at all?
1: Um, I mean, woodworking would definitely be a life skill. But For sure. Gardening is that a life skill?
0: <laughs> I mean, I would Growing say. Food. Well, if especially if the apocalypse happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna be somehow contacting you. It'll probably be by smoke signal, you know, nice, or like nice. or or some type of like weird like Morse code like over an electrical line.
1: Pigeons, <laughs> uh, something pig, like that. Yeah, pigeon, yeah, courier
0: <laughs> pigeons. But I will find <laughs> a way to be like, Adrian, we're 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 you know, there's nobody left. There's nothing left. How do I grow things?
1: <laughs> oh, dude. I just planted some seeds today. I was so excited. I have one of those trays that has, you know, um, I think it's like 72 deep rooted cells. Um, So like if you buy like a tray to start seeds in, there's like those really shallow ones that they sell at like Walmart. Yeah. Don't fucking buy those. Okay. Don't buy those. (laughs) The roots like automatically hit like the bottom and then they have to like spiral around in that little like area.
0: That makes sense. To
1: be able to grow like enough roots to be transplanted. So if you get ones that are like a couple, like two inches deep, then they can grow down. Right. That's so much better. You get a such like a such healthier plant out of that, and I'm so excited. But I planted um, like 24 yellow onions and echinacea and lavender. You can plant those like 10 to 12 weeks before your your last frost date.
0: What What the hell was the middle one? Echinacea. Yeah, I have no idea what that is.
1: oh okay so echinacea it's also called like cone flower okay um you've probably seen one before but not know what it is um echinacea (laughs) like herbally and like medicinally can be used to like boost your immune system but it's also super great for like pollinators like bumblebees and honeybees and butterflies and stuff so
0: so pretty much an amazing plant all the way around
1: i mean most plants have like purposes but that just happens to be that one but yes Okay. It's very sturdy, and I'm super that's, excited to have them. That's
0: a very plant lady-like answer.
1: <laughs> they all have their place They're in their all... special little snowflakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: You can't exclude them. For yes.
0: I knew, I knew we were going to talk about plants at some point in this podcast.
1: abso fucking So, I, yeah. yeah,
0: and you just perk up. You're just like, yeah,
1: plants. I love plants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to get my new bookcases and put all of my plants on one wall.
0: Ooh, yeah, there you go. There you
1: go. I like it. There's a lot in here that nobody sees. Everyone just sees this one little snake plant in this pot, but there's so many plants in here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like at some point, like one of the fans is going to go through every episode and just like string together every time you talk about plants and just just call it like (laughs) I don't know, Adrian goes insane <laughs> that just makes I've, a compilation.
1: Honestly think it's probably every stream I at least mention a plant.
0: <laughs> I would not doubt that. I would not doubt that at all.
1: I mean it's my studies, it's my job, it's what I do for fun. It's pretty much just my life at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> yes. At there... least I like it. Well, I mean I would hope so. It's a hobby. So, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody has a hobby that they uh, don't particularly like, you know,
1: (laughs) maybe like a frustrating one.
0: Maybe, maybe. Have you ever, have you ever had a hobby that you were totally gung ho about getting into and then you just completely like, okay, nope, I'm done with that.
1: Mm, I don't know if I've ever picked up anything and like immediately like dropped it or like pretty quickly dropped it, but there are ones where I get discouraged. And put it right. down for a while and then I'll come back to it. Um, it's usually anything musical.
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I I can uh, I, I can agree with that, yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause you have to be kind of it's almost like with art, you have to be kind of like inspired and feeling passionate about it yes. to not let the mistakes like anchor you down. Um, you are so, yeah. you are
0: speaking to me on a deep level right now because I <laughs> listen. I've tr- so I've I've mentioned the barbecue thing, which is another mm-hmm. uh, hobby that actually is now becoming a job. So that's cool. But um, I am awesome. st- just totally stuck on making a logo. We were talking off podcast as well right before we started about making a jingle as well for the podcast. And I just, you, yeah, you get very discouraged when you're like, okay, I'm going to devote, you know, a couple hours this afternoon. I'm really going to, I'm really going to hammer something out. And then like you just hit a wall and you tuck your tail in between your legs and you go drink a beer or something (laughs) or take a nap.
1: Yeah. See, one of the things that I've learned to kind of like cope with that, because I used to let it just absolutely defeat me. Sure. Um, so through high school, you get, you know, like electives um, amongst like the classes you have to take. Every single elective I had from like middle school forward was an art class. I could not be told that there were other classes that I could take. Actually, I also took wood shop three years. Hell yeah. But um, <laughs> everything else was an art class, like multicultural drawing, painting. I even did like jewelry making at one point just to see what that was about. Hated it. Really? But I respect it. Oh my God. It's so <laughs> tedious. It's so fucking tedious. Taking those little wires with like needle nose pliers and curling all those fancy little patterns or like you ever see a ring and there's like, a tiny welded braid around like the, just the the stone. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck (laughs) that. You have to do art under like a magnifying glass. No, I am not. No, that's a labor of love for that. It is uh, in pure patience that I don't have. Yeah. I just want to saw shit. All right. (laughs) But yeah, so I would um in like drawing classes, you know, like let's say I was painting and then I fucked that part up for whatever reason. You know, like maybe like I set down a paintbrush and like orange splattered onto the canvas or something like that. You just gotta do like just roll with it. Yeah. You just make something out of that. Like, all right, now we have some orange flowers we did not anticipate, but it makes <laughs> this painting a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Better, some would say. <laughs> Like, oh, who is it? Bob Ross always just makes like, oh, that's a mistake. It's just a bird now. Just, they're all birds. He's like he a little never, happy little tree over here. Yeah,
0: he never made a mistake, it seems like. But he probably he did.
1: just made it seem like it wasn't a mistake.
0: Exactly. It was and an
1: intentional choice.
0: That itself is an art, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I don't have the... The willpower to not lose it sometimes.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Well, like if you were maybe like working on a certain rift on a guitar, and you mm-hmm. just like happen to have one of your fingers, you know, in the wrong position for a certain note, and you're like, oh, sure, that actually, yeah, that's that's actually the this that slaps, you know, or whatever, you know. So I I don't know. I mean, but you have to have the skill to to overcome those situations or morph them to go your way. Right. So people like us, yeah. People like us that, that lack that skill in that art, you know, get discouraged easily. And yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times where, yeah, it's just, you just come to a a standpoint and you're just like, yeah.
1: (laughs) Sometimes it's learning anything new And I have no background knowledge on how to even, like, approach this new thing, Mm. you know? And then you're like, all right, what would I do in this situation? I have no idea. I've never been in this situation. Um, So when I learned how to drive a manual, um, that was horrible. (laughs) It was so horrible. Because I had never, like, really worked on cars at that point. I didn't know what the fuck first gear was. (laughs) Um, so they're like, Yeah, just go into first, all right. No, you stalled, all right, you gotta do it again. You gotta feel the pull of the engine. And I'm like, what's pulling? (laughs) (laughs) And I just I was getting like so frustrated until I finally like made it into like third gear and then like the engine light went on. So um I don't know what I did to it. It later had to have a new transmission put into it. So I didn't try that. I broke the car.
0: What did you do? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. But I also think sometimes like you could get into a hobby or back into a hobby and not have like the supporting cast to keep that hobby going. So I got back into paintball after being into it very much so when I was a teenager Especially in my er- all
1: the gear and stuff.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In my early teens, like I was mowing grass so I could play paintball. Like that, nice. that's what that's what my life was. It was video games, mowing grass, and paintball. <laughs> but I recently, I guess not, maybe not recently, but in the last like three years or so, got wanted to get back into paintball. And the, play, the people that I played with back in the day, I either lost contact with or they had no interest in playing the sport again. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, whatever. I'm just going to do like a pet project, you know, and build uh, build a paintball marker or gun, whatever you want to call it, from scratch, from the body up. And so I did that and mm-hmm. spent a decent amount of money on this, on this said gun. And it was really badass, really cool, super proud of myself, pat myself on the back, like, awesome, I did it, I, you know, I made everything work, because, like, the specific gun that I was also building happened to be pretty technical as well, so there was a lot of moving parts, and, and the timing of the gun, and so on and so forth. Well you know fast forward a couple weeks you know or a couple months even after i get done i'm like all right i'm just going to go by myself because none of my friends are interested in going i don't know anyone that's currently into the sport even i'm just going to go and play like open play because if you go on like a saturday or sunday morning there's like open groups of people that play for like
1: oh that's cool x
0: amount of hours yeah it's it's really cool that's like what me and my buddies used to go do whenever we would go like want to play with other people is we would, we as like a small group would join the open play group, which would be like 20, 30, 40 different people.
1: Oh, that's a lot of people. A lot of
0: people. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I spent all this money. I got super gung ho about and super proud about building my own gun. And I have to admit, I have not gone a single time since I built that gun you not, never
1: used it. I've
0: never used it on a field.
1: How ever. long ago was that?
0: Like three years ago.
1: <gasps> Ray! <laughs> how much did that gun like cost you in like time and?
0: Um, <laughs> I honestly did not price everything out because I didn't want to be depressed about <laughs>
1: about like how about, much you're putting into this. About
0: how much time and money, because mm. the the time alone, like it was. Considerable because all of the little parts that you have to like put in, and I didn't know how to build a gun, so I obviously had to research, like put this here, put that there, you know, do this to time it, so on and so forth. So, I want to say less than $500, more than $200, and I don't know how many hours. I want to say.
1: Like a weekend, a month. No,
0: more than that. I want to say more than a month. Oh yeah, no, not more. No, more than a weekend. I'm sorry, more than a weekend. And
1: you've never used it.
0: And I've never used it. So if you ever want to come to St. Louis to play paintball, (laughs) be my guest. Somebody help me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, have you been to like even open play with it?
0: No, I have it. That gun has not seen field play at all. It has seen Mm. the backyard of my old house. And that is it. Just
1: to see if it worked.
0: Yeah. Just to see if it was timed right. And that's it. Oh. But no, we are talking about my friends and I doing like a a dude's day where we're going to go and play paintball and then go get like really expensive steaks and bourbon afterwards. So... Hopefully that that actually comes to fruition, and I finally get to use that damn gun.
1: You just gotta <laughs> set a day. If you yeah. set a day, then it'll happen. Exactly. If you just leave it, you know, to happen at some point.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I was I was happy enough to get everyone on board to even go play. I guess it's icing on the cake that I also get to use this gun. Maybe maybe it was a little selfish. Maybe it was a little selfish. Maybe I was just like, you know what. I need to use this gun. How can I convince people to go? Uh, you know what? I'm going to call it a dudes day. <laughs> and Yeah,
1: you give it a name, you, you bring you, a beverage, you're good.
0: Uh, yeah. You you uh you want to you, you want to drink really good whiskey and eat good steak and and shoot paintballs at each other? Okay, great. Let's go. So I can use my gun.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't get shot for that. Right. Don't right you get like bruises from paintball?
0: Uh, so actually, they're supposed to regulate the speed that comes out of the barrel, the, you know, like at the barrel of the gun. So is that the,
1: like the pressure canister that you put in it? I don't know. I've never shot. No. A gun.
0: So basically, the the pressure canister you're talking about, either the CO2 or the or the nitrous, either one can power a paintball gun, but they mm-hmm. measure the speed at the barrel when the paintball comes out of the barrel and that's called a chronograph if anyone cares if you want to get super technical about it.
1: Is it like a kind of like a speed gun that like cops use but for yeah for tiny pellets?
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So they have I to keep that, that under a certain <laughs> uh certain speed so you don't shoot hot is what they call it. Um but the field that I played at when I was younger was very much they were very lax about that and
1: about like regulating about
0: regulating that. And there were a couple times where I did get shot, like especially like in like soft areas like my belly. I've I've had some welts on my belly for sure <laughs> for somebody shooting hot. Um but
1: do you yeah. wear just like a t shirt or do you wear like a, a car heart? Well or, like, that's anywhere? the
0: thing too, is like layering up is always a good idea, but if you play in the middle of the summer, you're probably gonna not going to want to, yeah, you don't want to wear a, a sweatshirt <laughs> and like be running around dodging paintballs and stuff. So don't
1: wanna wear like a snowsuit.
0: Yeah, no, but that uh,
1: be so perfect.
0: So perfect. Yeah. That's why I want to like plan this dude's day in like early spring. So we go mm. on like a Saturday or Sunday morning where it's still a little chilly. We can layer up, you know, no one cries at the end of the day because they got shot too hard, you know, so right. nice, <laughs>
1: nice. Sounds pretty solid. So yeah,
0: I mean having a hobby and not having anyone to do the hobby with, that that can happen. That can happen.
1: That's u- that's usually me in gardening. It's pretty much like a solo thing. Except for like my yeah. friend like Lauren. When I lived by her, her and I would like swap seeds and swap plants and like help each other like pick weeds and you know. But am stuff.
0: I am I wrong to <laughs> say though that like I feel like gardening is a solo thing. Mostly, right? Or am I just completely off base with that?
1: I feel like a lot of people do it solo, but I never, like, when I think about it, I don't picture it being, like, a one-person thing. Oh, really? Planting, like, a tree or something by yourself or even, like, harvesting stuff. I guess if you think of, like, farmers. Like, no one thinks of farmers as gardeners, but that is not, like, a a one-person thing. Even, like, a little farm, like, just a couple of chickens, you know, some corn over there.
0: Right. No, that makes total sense. You don't think of a farmer as a gardener, a a, a plant person. You know, yeah.
1: <laughs> They're a lot of people whole think of them level. for like livestock nowadays. They just picture like you know chicken mm. and cows and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> you're you're changing you like every time you talk about plants, you're always changing my perspective on just plant life in general so thank you
1: (laughs) nice oh so this week is the last week that i will be using paper towels i don't know if like anyone else is excited about that but i am um we had mentioned
0: that in another podcast
1: yeah i think it was like in the new year's one something like that like something like that 2020 and forward like i just don't want to buy paper towels anymore yeah it's like one thing that you use and like throw away like all the time all the time so yeah i bought a bunch of like 100 percent cotton rags that way they like still hold up till you know like scrub and crusty shit off the counter right right um, and like cleaners and stuff like that but i mean you wash them you use them for years you know it makes great
0: perfect sense like I, there's no reason I can't jump on that bandwagon too. I do actually have a decent amount of like of, of towels that I are, are for kitchen use only. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't know why I just don't go through them faster when I wash them because I could totally do that. I think it's just more of like a out of sight, out of mind. Like I have to make the conscious effort to be like, okay, this is the last roll of paper towels. And Once that happens, like I'm I'm either going to force myself to buy more, you know, regular cotton towels or I'm just going to go buy more regular cotton towels, (laughs) you know, like it's
1: my recommendation would just to be if you want to get them, just get them now. And that way, when you run out of paper towels, you don't have to, like, make a choice. You already made it
0: true. Very true. I also need to get like one of those. Um. I don't know what the hell you call it, like not like a hamper, but something to like throw an abundance of dirty towels into, you know. That's like in
1: my hamper, or like my laundry room is pretty close to my kitchen. I'll just throw it right in the washer. Yeah,
0: mine's. This is what I do right now. (laughs) Whenever I have a dirty towel in my kitchen, is I walk over to my. (laughs) <laughs> to my basement door, well. and I I open the door and I throw the towel at the bottom of the stairs like a goddamn heathen. So,
1: <laughs> nice. I know a lot of people that do that. Like even with their clothes, they're like, "All right, shuck it down there."
0: Okay, I'm not that bad. I I have I have laundry baskets for that, but
1: <laughs> maybe you should just get like a little a little basket from like the dollar store or something. And yeah, just, like, maybe like um,
0: a. Yeah, I actually, you know what? I have a trash can that has um, one of those uh, foot lids, the foot controlled oh, lids. So maybe I'll just, yeah, maybe I'll just use that and just take the trash can down, down to the laundry whenever whenever I need to. Good ideas. We're solving things one night <laughs> at a time. One podcast at a time.
1: <laughs> I kind of like having a ranch style house because there's no stairs to mm-hmm. worry about. So like when we move out of here don't have to worry about like getting furniture up and down it we could just take it out of the garage be mm-hmm. perfect. Yep. I kind yep. of like that style. I like the one levelness of it.
0: Yeah, a lot of my house is that way except for like I said the two small bedrooms I have upstairs. But I don't think I'm going to be putting too much up there anyway. Like I said one one room for the podcast. And then maybe like Mm -hmm. a guest bed in the other room. They might be lucky to get like a nightstand and like a lamp in there.
1: Oh, man. Making it feel cozy. Yep. Yep.
0: Really going all out for my guests, for my future guests.
1: So do you notice now that you're in a house? um, Because I have felt like this recently, which is why I bought furniture over the weekend, that like most of my rooms don't have anything in them.
0: It's, uh, it's a little awkward, right? I feel like once I get the two bedrooms set up and I get some more art on my walls, it'll finally start to feel like a home. And I know I'm saying that like six months later, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've lived here for five months. So. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, you guys aren't too far behind me as far as like living in your new domain. So,
1: Well, yeah. my background just looks nice because everything in my office is on this wall. So it just looks like, you know, maybe the rest of the room looks this way. It doesn't. doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I just made this look really nice.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, I mean, it works, though. It works.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I agree.
0: Like I'm very cultured and I have a lot of cool things.
1: (laughs) I mean, most of these are like handmade. But yeah, totally. Like this jellyfish right here I painted. This is like a mandala I got at a dollar store. Uh, My friend Lauren painted that. And then these are like those little, you know, those little beads that you put on a tray and then you iron them and they all stick together. My friend made me like the Totoro and his two little buddies.
0: No, those are sweet. Those are really sweet. That's another like, uh, labor of love. I feel like <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> to get
0: all those lined That's up cute. and everything. And if you guys want to know what we're talking about, if you aren't listening on YouTube, you guys can check us out on YouTube and see all the cool stuff that Adrian was pointing at in the background. So,
1: yeah, just a little describe it a little bit. Yeah, but. a little bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: because uh, you know, again, before we wrap up, if you guys did not hear. We are on Apple Podcasts now. We are on Spotify now. We are on Google Podcasts. We're on a couple others as well. So if you guys would like to check out the audio-only versions of our show, please, please, please go check us out on those platforms. Your favorite one is probably there. And if it's not, please shoot us a message to see how we can get our show onto your favorite platform. We'd really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. I don't know what, um, like most people listen to their, their, uh, podcasts on until, you know, they tell me. Mm -hmm. So Spotify and YouTube were like the main two that I knew. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Well, and this next week, this entire room, whoops, corded headset that will be changing.
0: Oh really? (laughs) That's exciting.
1: Yeah. I bought two big bookcases that are going to just be like next to each other. And I'm moving everything that's on this side of the room to that side of the room and, like, switching it. So nice. it's, it's going to be quite the ordeal. But I get to build furniture, so I'm kind of excited.
0: No, that's exciting, for sure. For sure. It's, it's always fun to, like, make little transformations, even though it's in, like, one room, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I've been wanting so. to, like, shuffle this room around for a little while. But I didn't know how. I was like, well, I could just move everything like 90 degrees, but that doesn't really make it interesting. <laughs> I
0: mean, for some people it does. For me, like the, I would I like, I would feel, you know.
1: <laughs> it's a whole new room. Yeah. No one has ever seen it this way.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's the little things. It's the little things.
1: Oh, yeah. Sometimes I do that to my living room. I'll just be like, all right, we're going to move all the furniture around. And then Jesse comes home. He's like, "What happened?" I was like, "I just got bored. I don't know. I want to move stuff around."
0: <laughs> no, Make we it need. Feel fresh. As humans, we like we like we need to do that every now and then.
1: Yeah, sometimes so. it's good because I moved like an end table today and found like a big dead spider, and I was like, "Oh,
0: Ooh, okay, that's fun. Glad." <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you,
1: you were in my house.
0: You were living amongst us, <laughs> and now yeah. you have perished.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Usually, it's just like the occasional ladybug.
0: Yeah. What's weird is I haven't found any bugs in my house since I've lived here, which that is extremely suspicious. suspicious. Yeah. I'm not exactly, you know, mad about it, but uh, a little weird, a little weird.
1: Maybe the people so, who like sold you the house sprayed like, I don't know. Maybe
0: there's there's a full possibility that they had like. You know, a professional exterminator come for whatever reason. Um, I was even in my attic space like mm-hmm. so I have a it's like a one and a half story but at the ends of the house on the sides of the house there's like a little attic crawl space and on one side it's finished like a finished crawl space where you can like store stuff real easily but on the other side it's it's all bare you know so it's mm-hmm. like it's insulation and it's you know it's the support beams and all that stuff Well, I had to crawl in there to run an Ethernet cable up to the podcast room, and I was like, okay, if there's going to be any insects in this fucking house, they're going to be in this crawl space. Didn't see one. Didn't see a single damn one.
1: See, when I'm crawling in a crawl space like that, it's not rational fears that mess with me. It's not not like, oh, I might find, you know, like a cockroach because I live in the south. Yeah. And, you know, or like a spider or something. It's like, no, there's probably like a demon here from some burial ground from (laughs) like 50 years ago. And whenever I blink, I see them and then they're going to grab my fucking ankle and just drag (laughs) me down. You know, like that's what I picture when I'm in a crawl space. (laughs) It's completely irrational and it will never happen. And usually I sprint back down the stairs. But yeah. the light burned out up there. So now I will never set foot up there.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> so nothing's mm-hmm. going to get done up there. See, I'm on the more rational scale. I'm like, my house is built in the 1930s. So um, can I find some money somewhere?
1: <laughs> right. Know? Like someone maybe left a book with like a hundred bucks. in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. But who knows? There might if there was if there was to be soul sucking demons in my house, that's where they would have been. Because also when they recarpeted the upstairs, the access panel to that little portion of the house was mm-hmm. blocked by the new carpet. So I was like, well, I'm gonna buy this house. And I that's the only part of the house I haven't seen. So for sure, if the ring girl is in here. Before I buy this house, she's going to be in there. So I actually had to take it off the hinges, take the little access panel off the hinges to get in there. No ring girl, no soul-sucking demons, no insects.
1: There's one little crawl space I never even looked in, um, but I (laughs) walked into the garage one day. I was like uh, taking a little video. For, like, our parents, like, all right, here's our new house. You know, yeah. you can see all the rooms or whatever. And I walked in the garage, and there's like the stairs, and there's the underneath the stairs area, that little Harry Potter section. <laughs> and I was taking the video, and the little door opened, and I'm like, not today, demons. And I closed it with my foot, and I ran inside.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> if you and run then, inside, that, that gets yeah, away. Yeah,
1: they can't go through walls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's
0: oh totally my God! Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, do you want to wrap it up oh God, for this evening
1: yeah. to get Thank away from guys. the demons? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, they're, they're, you know I'm surrounded by four walls and a closed door. I'm safe. Ooh. Um, we put out episodes every single Wednesday. We're on multiple platforms like he said before. Be sure to like and subscribe. We're getting close to 100 subscribers on YouTube. And then we finally get our own URL
0: yeah believe
1: it or not it's like a really big deal when you're trying to like post stuff yes um so please help us get it there get us there if you can and we will see you next week see you guys bye dude bye